Hello and welcome to another episode of our PAG Politics Podcast. Our podcast is brought to you by our United Resource PAC. Guys, we are a tax-exempt political organization, and I am your host, Brittany McDowell. Once more, thank you so much for tuning in to this Wednesday episode. Uh, On Monday, we talked uh, about why, as an organization, we would like to see Ted Lieu re-elected. Now, on that day, after I recorded our episode, we got the stimulus proposal, the stimulus uh, package that was proposed by Nancy Pelosi. So we never got an opportunity. I never got an opportunity to talk about that on Monday because it happened after I had already recorded the show. Uh, So on this episode, we are going to take a look at uh, the latest regarding that proposal, the latest regarding the stimulus package proposal that was uh, from Nancy Pelosi. So So what's the latest on it? We're going to talk about it on this last episode of the month, the month of September 2020. Quite frankly, there's not a whole lot that has happened, uh, but there are some things that I want to discuss nonetheless. So uh, this shouldn't be too long of an episode because, again, there's not really too much to report, too much to to talk about. But again, we're going to talk about it as briefly as the conversation may be. That said, let's go ahead and let's dive into this episode. So this is your Wednesday update. Um, guys, now we are seeing some signs of, of hope regarding the possibility of a, of a stimulus package being passed, but I want you to tame that hope. We're going to talk about why that hope needs to be tamed in just a moment here, but, but I don't want you to get too hopeful. I also don't want you to think, well, is Brittany the same person who told me rather recently that we shouldn't expect the passage of a stimulus check? Yes, I am the same person. Let me clarify some things for you. Um, Previously, when I had talked about the fact that it is more likely than not that we would not see any stimulus passed before the election, um, it was it was mentioned and it was talked about given the current conditions, given the the things that were going on at that time, we still have a lot going on that is working against us, that is working against the likelihood that we are going to see stimulus be passed. Now, am I saying that it won't be passed? Absolutely not, because anything is possible, right? But from a statistical perspective, there is a difference between possibility and probability. Um, the probability that we will see stimulus is at this at this very moment. Right now, it's seven twenty nine in the morning. It's slightly increased, but that's because a few things haven't happened in this day on this day on on Wednesday. But I can guarantee you by 12 o'clock this afternoon, that probability is going to be changed. And it may be changed uh, in the more probable direction, or it may be changed headed in the less probable uh, position. 
uh, or direction rather. So um, I, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty. I'm not going to use this episode to talk about the specifics of the proposal that we saw from Nancy Pelosi and everything that was in it. Um, what I will say is that the valuation of that proposal, uh, the valuation of that package is, a, is about, I believe, $2.2 trillion. Um, now, I want you to understand something. Although I say that we are at this very moment at 7.30 in the morning for me, while it is more probable than it has recently been that we will see stimulus passed, let me tell you that it is like almost guaranteed that the Republicans are going to reject the $2.2 trillion proposal that came from Nancy Pelosi. Um, the Senate is controlled by Republicans. They are absolutely going to reject this. Um, and there's, there's no way around it. So then that might lead you to ask, well, Brittany, you literally just minutes ago told me to be uh, hopeful and have hope because the probability is increased that we are going to see stimulus passed. Yes, hear me out. And then, Brittany, you told me that in like two minutes later, you told me that the Republicans are going to reject it. And I'm smart enough to know that the House and the Senate have to agree. Yes, you're very, very right. We need the House and the Senate to be on the same page so that way one bill can get to the president. But our hope is not, I, I want to clarify that our hope is not in the $2.2 trillion bill, okay? Our hope is in the fact that Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, he is expected to counter the $2.2 trillion bill with a proposal that is estimated to be around $1.5 trillion. This is what we want. This is what we are looking for. This is an indicator that we are going to likely see stimulus be passed. If we see a situation where we hear either today, but especially tomorrow, if, if either today or tomorrow, we see a situation where the House has voted on that bill that was put up by Nancy Pelosi, that $2.2 trillion bill, that's an indicator that things went wrong during the negotiations. That's an indicator that the talks broke down. That's an indicator that either Nancy Pelosi rejected the $1.5 trillion and just didn't even want to hear it. Could be an indicator that uh, he Steve Mnuchin didn't even counter with anything. It could be a whole host of things. But point of it is, it's an indicator that something went wrong. Okay? So this is what I mean when I say that there is hope. There's hope because... We have not seen that $2.2 trillion bill be, be voted on. And there's also hope because we don't know what uh, Steve Mnuchin is going to come back with. He is expected to come back with the, a bill that's going to be around $1.5 trillion. Could be more. Kind of hopeful. Is that likely? Probably not. Um, it is more likely that if it's not $1.5 trillion, that it's going to be less than $1.5 trillion. That's hopeful in terms of its likelihood of gaining Republican support. But at, at that 
at that uh, valued amount, that uh, is that at that with that price tag um, of anything less than 1.5, the likelihood of it getting Democrat support is unlikely. So uh, our our saving grace here is kind of a 1.5 trillion dollar bill. But even if you look at that, um, it, it's 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 still not. <laughs> It's still it's one point five trillion dollars. When you look at, I know we haven't on this on this on this show talked about the specifics of what's in that two point two trillion dollar bill. I will tell you, I have taken a look at it, um, and it does. Yes, there's some bloat in there. There's some there's some fat. There's some pork that absolutely should come out. Um, are we looking for perfection? No, we are not. But we are looking for something that is effective and efficient at sufficiently addressing. And meeting the needs of the American people. And this $2.2 trillion bill, something with a, a, a price tag of approximately that amount, um, with the money that it has and how it plans to allocate that money, uh, it, it does do what needs to be done during this time. And quite frankly, I personally am not sure that something around the $1.5 trillion mark can sufficiently meet the needs of our economy at this time. So um, you might be surprised that I have not once, especially given what happened last night, right? You might be surprised that I have not once talked about the man that we um, that, that a lot of people are probably still talking about this morning, and that is President Trump. I am not going to talk about the presidential debates today. I actually considered talking about it. I was like, well, I'm sure that would be a very hot topic. But then I had to rationalize with myself. And I said that, yes, we are a political organization. And yes, that debate was very, very political. And uh, it was all about politics, right? But essentially, uh, I felt it was more imperative to cover what is uh, kind of the driving focus of our organization at this time. And that is COVID-19 economic stimulus and relief. And because I didn't talk about the proposal that came out on Monday after I'd already recorded, I said, well, I've got to do it today. So I will not be saying anything regarding the uh, the uh, presidential debate when it comes to Donald Trump, but I will say this. President Trump has said numerous times that he wants to see people get money, um, and and he is, is um, very clear in stating that for most people, it is not their fault that they find themselves in the position that they currently do. Um, they were met with a, a pandemic. COVID came, or as he calls it, the China virus, um, which I like completely don't agree with, right? Um, but I'm just using his words. I don't think that I'm calling it that. But so he's, he, he, to his credit, he has says that, hey, look, I'm looking to actually help people. And I say this all the time, and I very well mean it. And that is that you cannot just listen to what people say. People's words are meaningless. They are pointless. They well, they they have a point. Most of the times, it's to to deceive, right, and to defraud. But the words are meaningless. What you want to look at is the actions behind or before what they say. Not not I wouldn't say or I would say both behind and before what it is they actually say. So that said. As much as I have talked about the wrongs of the Republicans and 
And while uh, I've mentioned that, yes, we are a political organization and we're not affiliated with either political party, and I have been very open in saying that in this specific situation, um, while they are not acting completely perfectly and while they have their faults and while their proposals have their uh, faults, just like this $2.2 trillion package, we have seen what we have seen from the Democrats has has been more helpful to the American people than what we have seen from the Republicans. But so that said, I'm going to surprise you with something that I don't think I've said here. And it's the fact that President Trump is the only, he is the only Republican who was trying to get aid to the American people. Literally, you like you have your your group of especially uh, Republican senators who have just outright said they're not giving one blood red bloody nickel dime penny cent to any American because, you know, the money is theirs and they need their money. Like, OK, they didn't go that far, but they did say that they are unwilling to give any more money at any point. So you have those people. Uh, those are typically your Republicans who aren't up for reelection in this current cycle so they can afford to not give a damn because in their mind, they're not going to be held accounted for uh, or accounted to. They're not going to be held accountable for it because most people are going to have political amnesia and in future cycles aren't going to remember. But I will tell you, my friends, we are going to remember and we are going to hold those people accountable. And while they may not be up for re-election right now, trust and believe we will be running ads against those people and they will be gone or at the very least their lies will be exposed. But anywho, so President Trump, he has... When you look at what he has done, is the man perfect? No. Is any politician perfect? No. Is Nancy Pelosi perfect? Absolutely not. Personally, I have a whole hell of a lot that I really, truly disagree with that woman on. Like, so don't think that I'm sitting here saying that she's like the savior because I idolize her. I absolutely don't. Um, in a lot of ways, I think that she can be rather delusional. But anyways, um, on this issue, this this is where I think as Americans, we kind of have to get past our political ideologies and really look at individual issues and, and make a determination of, you know, on this issue, who was doing right and who was doing wrong. Um, we have this two-party system, and um, within the system, you know, you have individual issues or individual beliefs that are subscribed to specific uh, political parties, and um, it a lot of times, more often than not, people end up uh, aligning themselves with political parties based on ideology as opposed to individual issues. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about our organization as a political organization. Again, I'm not just on here just rambling, just talking because, you know, I want to have a podcast or something. Like, this is a marketing arm of our political organization. Like, we are a legitimate, actual political organization. What kind of organization we are? A super PAC. We're non-connected. We're not affiliated with Democrats, nor are we affiliated with, uh, with Republicans. And so while in the past we used to focus on political issues, such as abortion and welfare reform and yada, 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 we recognize that that is exactly the problem with this with this political system in this country. The fact that people 
find themselves aligning themselves with politicians purely based on the fact that, well, they agree with me on abortion or they agree with me on welfare reform. And so they may be wrong about everything else, but because of this, I'm going to stick to them. I'm going to, I'm going to defend them to the death. That is the problem. And surprisingly, or maybe not, uh, you might be surprised that a lot of the politicians that we previously supported based on the political ideology that as a, as a organization we subscribed ourselves to, most of those politicians we do not support now. We absolutely don't support now. Not because they've changed on the issues that we used to take a stand on, but purely because we're not focused on those issues anymore. Not saying that they don't matter, but at this present moment, the most important thing is COVID-19 economic stimulus and relief. Without that, it doesn't matter who's getting abortions or not getting abortions. Without that, it doesn't matter about welfare reform because we're not going to have welfare because our country's going to be in the toilet, right? So anywho, I've gone off on a tangent. Going back to President Trump, when you look at him as a politician, he's not perfect. But when you look at the attempts that he has made, whether you agree with them as being, you know, appropriate or legal, namely in, in his attempt to circumvent Congress with getting the lost wage assistance program of funds to unemployed individuals through FEMA. Obviously, you know, you could make the uh, the argument, well, that was purely politically motivated. Well, duh, anyone in politics, if they, if, if their motivations are not political in nature, I don't care what party they are in, they either are not going to be a politician for long or they should not be a politician. So to, to say, well, they're only acting politically. Well, yeah, that's their job. Like that is how they survive in that environment. So, you know, again, I mean, it, it, in the words of the president, it is what it is, right? That's the, the name of the game. But so when you look at President Trump, he is the only one, the only Republican really actually looking to help the American people. Like I said, you have those Republicans who said, you know, not another blood uh, nickel dime cent penny going to anybody. Then you have the ones who are, uh, up for re-election in this current cycle and their mouths say, well, yeah, we're willing to kind of go along with, with something that meets the needs of the people um, who I, I can't remember the name of the politician. Last night I found myself um, on, on Twitter and it was during the debates and I was looking at some tweets. Uh, I, I forget the trending hashtag. And during that time, I came across a um, a politician who said something. And uh, gosh, I, I, I apologize for not remembering his name. I do remember he was a Republican. I, I also don't remember his state. I apologize. But he said something to the effect of uh, the fact that um, he, he wants something done, um, but... What did he say? Basically, he wants something done, but I, gosh, I, I promise you guys, I'm in my 30s, but my memory is that of someone significantly older. Um, and oh gosh, I, I can hear people now. Oh my gosh, you're saying people now. If you don't understand what I meant by that, I, I can't help you. Um, but <laughs> so I can't remember. So, um, but the the gist of the actual tweet was something along the lines of, you know, yeah, we want. Um, we want to help the American people like we just don't know how something like they 
they never come back with any direct objections. I covered in a, well, they sometimes they do. And then when those objections are kind of countered, when they are actually addressed, then like the conversation ceases. But anyways, I'm kind of getting off on, on, on another tangent. So you have uh, politicians that are up for specifically Republicans who are up for re-election, but they claim with their mouths that they are willing to go along with supporting and helping the American people, but their actions don't don't do anything. They'll they'll kind of you know act aloof, or they will um, in some cases just avoid. Oh no, he also said this is this is something else that that uh, stuck out to me. Um, he said that he wasn't paying attention to the stimulus talks anymore. I was like, WTF? Like, are, are you serious? Like, at least if you are knowing in your mind that you were not paying attention to stimulus talks anymore, at least don't say that. Like, are you are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> I wish I had that clip of Joe Biden saying, come on, man, come on. I hope you guys all know the, the clip that I'm talking about, but... Um, Anywho, so I, I was I was blown away by that. So, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, that's not just the case for Republicans. You have some Democrats who have completely kind of checked out of the conversation. Um, but it's it's uh, it's mainly Republicans. Um, and so those are the ones who are up for reelection. But again, they you know, they are just kind of checking out because it benefits them to check out of that conversation because they don't want to have to go against what some of the more senior members in their party want, which is, you know, uh, contention, which is nothing to be done. Uh, and then you have the the leader over there in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, who. Um, Gosh, I like I don't even know how to describe the man. I I really don't. He is uh he is so far removed from the American people. Like he has not been present during the stimulus talks. He has not um really played an active role. Um and I mean you can question why that has occurred. I mean it's very obvious when you look at what he wants. Um not just him but a majority of Republicans and what the president wants quite frankly, what they want are at odds. So you don't know if it's a situation where, and I'm just kind of, um, uh, you know, just um, hypothetically speaking here, you don't know if it's a situation where President Trump or people in his administration have told Mitch McConnell to stand down, um, especially because again, and, and I, I could cover this in great detail, but again, what most Republicans want is actually in stark contradiction and contrast to what the president actually wants. And I honestly think that that's more of the reason why we have not seen Mitch McConnell be so active during these talks. I, I think that's more likely than just simply the fact that he hasn't wanted to, to come to the table. I, I really believe that to be the case. But anyways, I'm not going to get into that. So moving on, I, I, I again, I, I want us to give credit where credit is due. Even if you, especially after last night, don't care for the president or think that he is just like, whoa, right? Um, 
you do have to at least admit when you compare him and what does that excuse other things? Does that mean that he's perfect? Does that mean that you totally support him? No, but people, we have got to move past this whole, well, I just don't like you or, you know, uh, because I think you're wrong or on X, Y, and Z, I'm never going to give you credit for D, G, and F. Like you have to move past that. If you don't move past that as a voter, you are going to play into the hands of what these people want. We are going to see this system remain the same. I hate to break it to you, but we hear all these politicians and other organizations talk about how, especially advocacy organizations or 501c4s, we hear them talk about how the problem is, you know, the uh, uh, um, is is the the electorate and the system as a whole and everything is broken. While that is true. I also need to tell you individually that you need to it, you need to examine yourself. None of us are exempt from again myself included and I mentioned earlier our organization how you know we can we can look at say for instance a social issue and based on that social issue we can then block out the legitimate either concerns or praises that are either due to or that should be addressed in regard to uh, an actual politician. You know, uh, you might support a politician because they like you, favor their pro-life, but on the issue of COVID-19, they may be one of the main people who are keeping us back from actually reaching an agreement on stimulus. You may, I will be very, very frank, I am a pro-life person. I am a I am a Christian woman, okay? And and I, I, you could make the argument, well, there are some Christians who believe in abortion. Okay, I'm not going to have a conversation about, you know, people and their beliefs. But my belief, I'm, I'm a Christian, Christian woman, and my Christian values um, lead me to have in the past only supported or primarily supported politicians that um, had those same beliefs as me. But quite frankly, what I have seen, what our organization has seen, uh, is that a lot of these people who otherwise I would uh, be on the same page as, but simply based off of, for instance, pro-life values, they are a lot of the same people who are holding this country up. They are not valuing life in terms of uh wanting to pe keep people safe and secure, uh, both health-wise and economically from COVID-19. That's the truth. That is something that I have had to personally contend with. That is something that as an organization, we've had to contend with and we've had to, uh, quite frankly, ditch a lot of the stuff that we previously, a lot of the ideas we previously had. We've had to change positions on a lot of the, the politicians we used to support simply because, um, you know, we, we had to kind of grow up. And, and I think, uh, yes, the system needs a lot of overhauling, but a lot of Americans need to, whether it's on the issue of abortion or gay rights or, you know, um, you, a lot of especially contentious issues, illegal immigration, move past that and ask yourself, what is the most important thing right now? If you think the most important thing right now is illegal aliens coming across the border, you are out of your mind. Absolutely out of your mind. The only way I would say that they are the most important issue is if they are all coming with COVID-19. Then if that is the case, 
by golly, I agree with you. That is the most important thing. But if they are healthy individuals who do not carry COVID-19, by golly, shut up. In the words of Joe Biden, shut up. (laughs) Right? Shut up. So anyhow, um, wrapping up here because I've I've gone far too long in this segment. I told you this was going to be quick and it's, oh my gosh, right? Um, I don't know if it's occurred yet. I'm uh, it's 7:53 this morning. I have not heard right before I did this recording. I didn't see anything hadn't been updated on any meeting between Nancy Pelosi and Steve Mnuchin, but they are set to meet today. Um so I will not be able to kind of get back with you or kind of update you on that until Friday, but I'm very sure that you'll find other outlets that are talking about what happens during that meeting. Um, and I, and I, I want to point out one more thing. Um, I know I said this was going to, I was going to keep this short, but I have one more thing to, to point out. And that's the fact that we've seen, uh, I can't remember the exact news. See, there I go again, not remembering, right. Um, there was uh, a news network on Sunday, I believe that interviewed Nancy Pelosi and they asked her if she was going to come down, uh, from her position of, um, around 2.4, $2.2 trillion at the time. And she said that, you know, Hey, well, my, my number is, is a number that actually meets the needs of the American people. And, and this, this literally just ticks me off because, Somebody please help me remember the last time you have heard any news anchor uh, ask any Republicans, namely Mitch McConnell. Well, they can't really ask him because he's he's in his in his shell hiding. Right. Um, But they have uh, you've not seen really any Republican asked about their uh, willingness to come up off of their. 500 billion, 650 billion. I mean, when you think about it, both parties have moved. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, they have moved. Remember, they started out about $3.4 trillion. Then they went to about 2.4. Now they're about 2.2. The Republicans started at $1 trillion. Then they went down to 500 billion. And then, wait, oh, hold up. We're, we're going to come up to about $650 billion. So what we have is we have both parties moving, but if you're being honest, which is quite frankly something that that I don't know if most people are really expecting from, from news organizations nowadays that are asking these questions, when you were being honest, you see that the, the Democrats are um, moving in a direction that is closer to their opposition and Republicans are moving further away from their opposition. So when, when people say, well, we've moved and when people don't press back, when interviewers don't press back, when anchors don't press back and, and, and ask, well, in what direction are you moving? I want you to be aware that they, that Republicans are moving away. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful uh, in, in a, in a way kind of sort of slightly, I'm hopeful that Pelosi is, 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 is going to be able to kind of come to some sort of agree, agreement with Secretary Mnuchin. Um, so that way we can come up with something that is a solution for the American people. Um, and, and Pelosi has stated that she believes that something can, some sort of agreement can be reached. Uh, and, and, and I don't know, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't, if you were to ask me, well, Brittany, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know. But what I will tell you is this. Mark Meadows, if you notice, he's not present this go around. We're not hearing of him meeting with Nancy Pelosi. And quite frankly, that's a good thing because he has previously been seen because of um, his previous political uh, just, just literally because of like his, his, uh, past politically with people. Um, he's always been kind of known as this kind of toxic and, and irrational negotiator. So the fact that he's no longer even at least in this moment present is a good thing. So I can't tell you what we have to look forward to, but uh, I can tell you, we have to look forward to something and I should be reporting on that on our next episode. Are you on Facebook? We're on Facebook. Check out our Facebook page in the description box of this episode. We have our blog posts, we share our latest episodes, we share relevant information related to COVID-19 economic stimulus and relief. Again, we do it all on our Facebook page. Check it out in the description box of this episode. See you there. So Democrats have been the party that have been moving in the right direction during the stimulus negotiations. Um, Republicans, yes, they have moved from their original position, but they are moving away from the goalpost, which is compromise at this point. Um, and, and that's pretty ironic considering um, the fact that we, you know, have heard um, that they say that the other party does not compromise. Like when we look at what they are actually doing, they are doing anything but compromise. Um, I, I, I've stated before that we are a political organization. We're a super PAC and we want to make sure that politicians, in this case, Republicans who are unwilling to compromise and are unwilling to move in the direction towards compromise, we want to make sure that they are held accountable. So if you would consider partnering with us and so that way we can work together to take down these unreasonable politicians, these unreasonable Republicans who need to be removed from office. Like they are directly working against the, um, the interest of the American people. And that's not acceptable from any American, especially any American politician. We need your help in running political ads against them so that when they try to lie, when they are up for re-election and they try to lie and say, well, gee, I try to help the American people. <laughs> and when they say, well, I've been working for the American people, when they sit up there and they lie in the face and to the face of their constituents, we want their constituents to be informed. We want them to come across our ads that expose the politicians who lie to them day in and day out. 
These politicians are counting on people having political amnesia, especially the ones who aren't up for re-election in 2020. They are counting on the fact that when they are up for re-election, by then you have forgotten that they have done everything to hinder the ability of this economy to recover. They've done everything to hinder the ability to bring back jobs. They've done everything to hinder the ability to keep people, family, and children safe. They want you to have political amnesia. They're counting on that. That's how they plan on retaining their positions. But we are not going to let them do it without us fighting for the American people. We are fighting for the American people. And we need your help to do this, okay? So anything that you can help with, anything you can bring to the table help helps, whether it's $5, $10, anything, we pull the funds together. That's why we are called our, excuse me, our united resource pack we serve as a resource for the average american these politicians they have resources they have the funds of the wealthy they have the funds of people of means but we are meant to be the resource of you to give you more political power than you otherwise have most people all they do is vote that's good that's fine that's powerful but that is not alone enough because your vote only affects you Working with us, partnering with us is an opportunity for you to influence other people so that way they can come to the voting box in the voting booth with the same line of thought that you have, which is the line of thought that they need to get these specific politicians out of office because they are no good. Again, anything you can bring to the table helps. You'll find the contribution link in the description box below. Thank you in advance. Hey, this is Brittany. Just wanted to shoot you a quick reminder. Look in the description box of this episode and you can find a link to our website. On our website, you can find our latest blog posts. You can find our contact information. You even want to make a contribution, you can go over there and do that as well. You can find out the policies we are looking at and targeting as an organization. You know, I say all the time that we are a tax-exempt political organization. If you want to know more about that, again, go on over to our website, our-pack.com, where you can find out everything you want to know. You can do everything you want to do. We will gladly, gladly, gladly welcome you on our website with open arms. Again, check out our website in the description box below. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of our Pack Politics Podcast. I hope that uh, I gave you some sort of information you didn't know about uh, regarding the uh, recent stimulus proposal, uh, the $2.2 trillion proposal package that we've seen from Nancy Pelosi. Hopefully, when we have our episode on Friday, I, I hopefully, no, matter of fact, I know for a fact, I, we're not just dealing with hope here, right? I know for a fact I'll have more information to present you with and we'll have more to talk about but for now this is all i have thank you so much for tuning in uh please share this if you think that somebody else may find this to be of value uh and again thank you so much for listening you've been listening to our pack politics podcast my name is Brittany mcdowell have a fantastic hump day and as i always say be sure to wear your hazmat suit because uh it's the only way you're going to survive right now especially if you're trying to hold out until you get a stimulus check wear that hazmat suit